Hello, and welcome to Contemporary Cannabis with Davina and Dr. Swathi, brought to you by the Razzle Cannabis Broadcasting Network. Today, we are so excited to be here to talk about the history of cannabis and really hit on some of those high points. But first, a message from our sponsors. AeroBloom is a proprietary patent-pending aeroponic system that reliably achieves at least double the crop yield of hydroponic cultivation. AeroBloom also uses 40 to 90% less water than hydroponics or traditional farming practices and produces a higher quality harvest with one additional crop cycle per year. At over four pounds of AAA quality trimmed flour per light and one additional harvest per year, AeroBloom is the highest producing, most efficient cultivation system in the cannabis industry. To learn more about AeroBloom, please visit their website at aerobloom.com. And to learn more about their current investment opportunity, please visit the Razzle Investment Marketplace at razzle.com. So since we're talking about the background of cannabis, I'm really curious about your introduction to cannabis and how you got started with it. Sure, yeah. So I'd always been interested in holistic health and healing, um, but I had the opportunity to come out to LA and really specialize. And so I started the first PGY1 or postgraduate year one training program for pharmacists in integrative health and medical cannabis. And so that was an incredible experience where I got to train with patients in a clinic as well as a pharmacy. Um, and I've also had experiences in other um, practice sites as well. And I really found myself gravitating towards plant medicine and really looking at all the different potential modalities for healing. Um, and also just from the chemistry perspective, cannabis is so fascinating when it comes to like how it works in the body with that pathophysiology and everything. So it really just drew me in the combination of how fascinating it is as a plant and just how much therapeutic potential there really is. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's amazing. What about you? Well, my story started a long time ago. I have a picture. I think I was five months old and I was sitting next to my dad's cannabis plant and I was so happy to be sitting next to his plant. It's the best picture. Um, and I was grown up, you know, I grew up around the plant. My dad was Hawaiian and so I was very accepted in the culture. They call it Pakalolo. Um, but I remember even being in a school assembly and they were asking, raise your hand if any of your parents smoke marijuana or your family. And I <laughs> sat there not really sure what to do. I remember going home and asking my dad about it. And mm -hmm. I said, dad, dad, I have had this experience at school and I feel like you're doing something bad and we're gonna get in <laughs> trouble. And he explained to me how valuable the plant was. He, is, he was a Vietnam veteran and mm -hmm. he told me without this plant, he, he doesn't know how he could sleep. He didn't know how he could manage his day-to-day -day mm -hmm. life. Mm -hmm. And that was before all of this history of PTSD and how cannabis has helped it. So I grew up with the plant always knowing that it helped people and mm -hmm. I saw it help countless family members and friends and even myself going through college. It helped to relax me when I was studying for exams. I mm -hmm. went to school for engineering and so the, the classes were intense as you know going mm -hmm. to school for pharmacy as well and mm -hmm. so it, it allowed me to study and so that's my history with the plant is always seeing the value and benefits. With the, and so when I had the opportunity to work with companies that were involved with cannabis and now leading up to launching Element Apothic and bringing body care wellness products that incorporate CBD and other phytocannabinoids, I was so excited because I know that it could really help so many people. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's just great that we're able to talk about it today and share this information. And there really is so much history mm -hmm. um, that we can talk about about the plants. I'm, I'm curious what your understanding and some of your knowledge in terms of how cannabis has been used historically for mm -hmm. medicine over the years. 
Yeah, so I think that's one of the most interesting things when it comes to cannabis is that a lot of people think it just kind of popped out of left field, but actually it's something that's been used since like 2000 BC in China, I think was the first recorded use. Um, And then from there, its use kind of had a widespread around the world through Asia, the rest of Europe, and then it was brought to the States. Um, But what happened was though, There were so many immigrants at that time, too, that it just got associated with the immigration and therefore was unnecessarily criminalized for so many years. So there was the Marijuana Tax Act of 1937, and that's what really just made it illegal. Mm -hmm. And so that stopped so much opportunity for research um, and then for actual use and like really just making it that Schedule One substance Mm -hmm. by the DEA, meaning that it doesn't have any therapeutic value at all, put in the same category with all the other illicit substances you would think of. And I mean, funny enough, so many of those are now being researched, potentially formulated into medications or products. And yeah, it's pretty amazing. But so it's had a really long Mm -hmm. history. um, And then it was just recently discovered too in the 1960s by Raphael Meshulam, Mm -hmm. very, very famous scientist. He's based in Israel. He, He and his team, they Um, discovered the endocannabinoid system. They also are known for discovering CBD, um, which we'll have a whole episode about next, um, as well as THC and some of the other cannabinoids Mm -hmm. too. And then anandamide was also discovered so recently, anandamide being one of the endocannabinoids, one of the cannabinoids that's actually synthesized in your body on demand. So very, very interesting Mm -hmm. that actually the phytocannabinoids, CBD and THC, so phyto meaning from a plant, that those were discovered even before the ones that are endogenously in our body. Right, our yeah. today. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, I mean, the history of the plant is, is incredible, and it really is so unfortunate that it was prohibited, and, and because of government and, and political reasons mm-hmm. and people utilizing their own agendas um, for industry and paper and oil and, yeah. and then obviously for um, promoting racism and immigration. Mm-hmm. So it's so great that we have passed that mm-hmm. and moving past it. And I think it's interesting because of the term marijuana also when you talk about history actually mm-hmm. doesn't have any it's really a negative term that was mm-hmm. used to talk about the immigrants and, and how they use the plant. And, and so when people nowadays say marijuana, I always turn to them and say, no, it's cannabis yeah. and it's not marijuana mm-hmm. anymore. Definitely. And, and also when I've read articles and I was looking into the history of the, the history of cannabis mm-hmm. itself um, and I was looking for the name, so many other cultures have named it different things that kind of right. sound like marijuana, mm-hmm. uh, like marinhua. Uh-huh. I think that's how you pronounce it um, in Chinese. Um, So it's very similar, but also we don't really know the background of it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, or they just used what they thought it was called in other places. But yeah, Mm -hmm. it's really fascinating. Like I said, in Hawaii, they called it Pakalolo, which is (laughs) means like a plant that makes you go crazy, which is kind of funny. Um, And another interesting fact, and, and even though it was made illegal here, is that they actually used it in the military, there's a well-known documentary on YouTube you could find called Hemp for Victory, and all of the flags and ropes and things that were on the boat were actually made out of hemp. And so it's interesting that now we're able to start utilizing the fibers even and start producing materials. And think of how 
far we would be with utilizing the plant if that never had happened. Definitely. And that's so recent, too. That's the Farm Bill of 2018 that she's referring to. Um, until then, we couldn't use industrial hemp the way that it's been used now. And so it's really amazing to see so many companies just enter the market since that bill was passed. And now all these possibilities that we can see for hemp with what you described and also in like products that can have medicinal value. Yeah, and so talking about the history of it, there's a lot of terminology that's involved with the plant that mm -hmm. I, I think a lot of people don't completely understand. So I'd love to hear your take on that and being able to explain that a little bit more. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's so complex, too, because so many different companies are using so many different words. Um, so for example, we can talk about CBD versus cannabis. That's a great place to start. So CBD is actually one of the constituents or one of the compounds that's found in the cannabis plant. So if we're thinking of the cannabis plant as, you know, full-on plant, um, CBD is just one of the aspects of it. And that's something that I hear sometimes that people are using CBD and cannabis interchangeably. Right. So I think that's probably um, a good place to start. Yeah, I think people even, there's CBD and then THC, or people just call it <laughs> cannabis yeah. or, or hemp, and there's um, so much confusion around that. And so, mm -hmm. like you said, CBD is just one of the components of, of the plant, THC as, as well, and other mm -hmm. cannabinoids. Um, and, and terpenes right. and everything. Yeah. yeah, so you want to talk about terpenes. I think that's a, it's such a fascinating <laughs> thing that people have no idea what that even means. Yeah, so terpenes are the, they're considered the essential oils of the plant. And so really they do have therapeutic value. Actually, if you look at some of the strains, a lot of the different strains have different percentages of different terpenes. And for example, if a strain smells like pine, then it probably has a high percentage of pinene. If it smells like lemon, mm -hmm. it might have a high percentage of limonene, something like that. So, um, And there's always a combination, too. So in a strain, there might be both of those. Mm -hmm. So there'll be a hint of both. Um, and so that really helps distinguish each strain from the other in terms of smell, mm -hmm. but also each terpene works in your body, too, and has some sort of therapeutic benefit. Um, and so that really helps distinguish when you're a practitioner or other practitioners as well. And they're really trying to figure out what recommendation to give. Mm -hmm. That's how they can kind of differentiate with recommendations. Like, oh, perhaps that strain is better because it has those terpenes. Uh -huh. And then it also has like a ratio of cannabinoids right. too, which is important to chat about. That um, CBD and THC, a lot of them have different ratios. So you probably heard of one-to-one is one of them, right. is one of them. Right. <laughs> and then also there's like two to one, three to one, so all different ratios depending on what you're trying to treat. Right, and each of the plants, it, it's just the makeup of the plant in mm -hmm. terms of how it's grown and what those ratios end up being and the different strains and, and mm -hmm. things like that that come as part of just the growth of the, of the plant itself. And that also leads into kind of differentiating cannabis versus hemp. Yeah, I think that's the biggest mm -hmm. confusion that people yeah. have because there's they hear cannabis and then they hear hemp and they're not really sure which one is which and and I think historically it's it's been cannabis or marijuana and so mm -hmm. there's just so much confusion around that. Mm -hmm. Yeah so hemp really a lot of people started using that you know after the farm bill that right. we were chatting about um, and so hemp are the plants that are very very similar to cannabis um, but the main difference is that hemp has less than 0.3 percent of THC um, and that was what was mandated by the farm bill so if you are to put out products whether they're you know topical for your skin whether you're ingesting right. them um, it can only have a maximum of 0.3 percent THC mm -hmm. so that's the real distinction so if you see on a product 
product, for example, it says hemp-derived CBD, then you know that that CBD is coming from a plant that has less than 0.3%. Mm-hmm. Ergo, it makes it, you know, legal. Right. <laughs> is there any variance between the CBD other than, you know, the p- potential of it having THC in terms of the quality of the CBD or how impactful it is in your body if it's coming from the cannabis plant versus coming from the hemp plant? I think it depends on what you're looking for mm-hmm. because um, when it comes from the um, hemp plant, for example, you are limited in terms of how much benefit you're going to get from THC. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, in like different products, there's the isolate form. Right. Um, then you have broad spectrum and full spectrum, all kind of allowing for different ratios or different percentages, really, of the different cannabinoids. Um, So, yeah, it really just depends on what you're looking for and what you think will benefit yourself or the patient. Right. Yeah, we'll have Mm -hmm. to talk about that in another episode in itself (laughs) because isolate and broad spectrum and full spectrum and what does that mean and how Mm -hmm. does it help you, I think, is there's just so much information out there for people to really understand. Mm Ojai Energetics has the most advanced water-soluble CBD on the market. Its fast-acting, most viable products are made without synthetics. Most users feel the benefits with proper dosage in under 30 seconds, not 30 minutes like a regular CBD-rich oil. Their products are created using organic ingredients and regenerative farming practices benefiting both people and the planet. Ojai Energetics provides CBD users with a dependable bridge to optimal living, promoting everyday health and well-being. To see their products, visit ohioenergetics.com. And to learn more about their current investment opportunity, visit their profile in the Razzle Investment Marketplace at razzle.com. And so getting back to the plant and, and the history, so cannabis was grown and people, as it's been studied over years, have used it for thousands of years, mm-hmm. almost in a medicinal way. Right. And has hemp as well been used as far as historical perspectives, I know obviously the military used it, but mm-hmm. before that is their history of the hemp plant being used for fabric or any other types of materials as well. Yeah, absolutely. The history dates back for also thousands of years. For a lot of the cultures that I described earlier, they use them not only for, they use cannabis mm-hmm. not only for its medicinal value, but also for very like daily things, like mm-hmm. you were saying, fabrics, clothing was really big, um, creating ropes from mm-hmm. it, especially mm-hmm. like for um, ships. I think that was really big too. So, mm-hmm. I mean, there were so many different uses when it comes to hemp that they weren't only just using it to, you know, get high that so many people are right. associating <laughs> it with. Yeah, I mean, I think if anything, it was more often used in in as part of plant-based medicine that, exactly. that cultures had used and had to, um, that's all they had access to. And exactly. so they found plants that really could help heal them and heal mm-hmm. their bodies. I think that is really where cannabis kind of Mm-hmm. started from along with all of these other plant-based remedies that are just coming to light in terms of mm-hmm. the usage instead of relying on antibiotics and obviously there's as you know because you're <laughs> integrative pharmacist there's there's a place to incorporate all of that Absolutely. Um, sometimes it's more natural based and sometimes you do need more of the the traditional medicine as mm-hmm. well yeah and in future episodes definitely we should talk about other plant medicines mm-hmm. because cannabis really is only one of them right it's incredible of course <laughs> but there's so many other ones too and then also something we can talk about is cannabimimetics so other plants and other substances that actually work on the the endocannabinoid system or the cannabinoid receptors. So that's also super fascinating with a lot of the, like, 
I don't want to say fads, but a lot of some of the like antioxidants or a lot of um, the substances that are in the market right mm -hmm. now, like turmeric is a really big right. one. Um, so we can talk a bunch about that in another episode and how that actually has a relationship with the endocannabinoid system and perhaps why there's so many products coming out that have, you know, CBD and turmeric in right. them. Perhaps there's a synergy and you'll yeah. have to find out later. <laughs> <laughs> and probably oftentimes without people even realizing it. And, and again, in history, uh, there was a lot of ingredients that were combined to make these quote-unquote kind of plant-based medicines mm -hmm. for people. I mean, there was a reason for it. And, mm -hmm. and now we're beginning to understand, at least from a scientific perspective, why they did that. They probably didn't even know. It just worked at that point in exactly. time. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm adjunct faculty at a college of traditional Chinese medicine out mm -hmm. here. Um, and so I've seen that firsthand that when we're talking about herbs that you really generally don't recommend just one herb. Right. It's generally a combination of herbs. And cannabis comes in that conversation too, that cannabis could be one of those herbs. Right. So definitely understand, yeah. Mm -hmm. So I'm really glad that we had a chance to talk about the history of cannabis and not just that, just how it's evolved over time and how we got to where we are at today. Absolutely. I think this is a great place to start. I think we gave some really key points and in the upcoming episodes, we can really delve into a lot of the things that we mentioned. Right. Yeah. So thank you for joining us today on Contemporary Cannabis. If you have any questions, please respond to us. You can go to our Instagram or to our website and submit questions, and we would love to answer them in future episodes. If there's anything at all that you want to know about cannabis, um, we're, we're here to give you that type of information. Mm -hmm.